Hello, everybody. Welcome in. I am with Coach Porter, um, and we're going to be talking about the Castillo group. So how are you doing, Coach? Doing great. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Cool. Well, let's get started. We're going to start with Seattle. Seattle, um, uh, Seattle is the number. So they brought in the they brought in the thirty two forty three class, replacing the twenty nine thirty eight class. Um, they lost their senior point guard Jonathan Castillo, um, and they bring in uh, two big guys and you know uh, another guy that you know maybe could play point guard. I'm not sure, um, but you know they got some. They got some decent players. Abraham Perkins looks like a stud. 55% field goal percentage. Scoring 19.3 points a game. 10.4 rebounds. Um, so he looks like, yeah, he could be a really good play in there. And probably a power forward type position. Um, maybe shift everyone else down potentially. If he uh, wants Shen running playing point guard. I'm not sure. But um He's got a pretty good team. You know, last year they made the NTT. They were a two seed, and uh, they lost in the second round. But, you know, um, when you got that junior class um, of running Eubanks and Taylor, uh, that's a good problem to have. It's a good good group to work with. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. A lot coming back, too. I mean, yeah. Matthew Taylor, Bradley Battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Bradley Battle was a guy that I almost uh, recruited, so I was highly interested in. But I mean, yeah, that kid's a stud for sure. I mean, he's the yeah. seventy-one in a one eighty-three seventy-one class, so you know he's pretty good if he can make up for that much of a difference in uh, right. the recruiting rankings. Um, and potentially, he could play some point guard too. We'll see. So that's yeah, that'll, that'll be yeah, the issue. That position for flexibility for sure. Yeah. So that'll be the issue for him. Can they find the point guard um, that can run their offense? And if they can, um, yeah, I feel like it's plug and play. And you know, you got to you got an even better, you got an upgrade at power forward. Move everyone around and make it work. Um, what do you think? What do you think, man? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I see a good team here. Yeah, and I mean, for sure, very dangerous. I mean, they're ranked number eleven for a reason. There's some talent mm-hmm. on that squad for sure. So, I mean, yeah. you know, he'll have a lot of options. I've seen that a lot with a lot of these guys yeah, that we've done these other, in these groups is yeah, they're going to have a lot of options, you know, unless yeah. they're just stuck on a guy playing in a position, you know, mm-hmm. especially if they're just trying to figure out, you know, they don't really know what they have. Yeah. You know, like Seattle's one of these teams that hey, it looks like, man, they can, you know, switch and do this and do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I like this team. Yeah, yeah, they should be all right. They should be all right. They should, uh, yeah, so you look at their schedule, you know, um, in the off, in the out of uh, group games, they get Springfield, Albuquerque, and Yuma. So not not crazy um, matchups. Albuquerque was really highly ranked uh, last year. Um, and you know, they only lost one senior, but he was a pretty big monster for him. So, uh, right. We'll see. I mean, there's no, there's no Henneman, um, back for them. So that'll be interesting to figure out for them. Um, but you know, the schedule's there, you know, if they can figure it out, yeah. they can, 
But, you know, I mean, as you've seen, when when teams don't have a point guard, it can it can get ugly fast. So Absolutely. Definitely need a definitely need a point guard to win a lot of games in this league. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next team, Waterloo, the Woodchucks. Um they made it to the Elite Eight and you guys took them was it you guys? No, it was Macon that took them down, right? Her No, uh, yeah, we played them. Oh you did? Yep. Cool. Yep. In the Elite Eight. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you took them down in the Elite Eight. Um they brought in the seventy four ninety three class replacing replacing the three eight class. And you know, it's just hard. You can't really replace Jared Ingram and Lucas Cruz. Those guys yeah. are incredible. Um and William Daniels was already carrying a huge load for this team. He's going to have to carry an even bigger load. Uh, I feel like John O'Neill's a decent um, – yeah, he can play power forward for sure for them, uh, maybe small forward if if they need it, you know. And he's got some other guys that are that are on the team. You know, Andrew Miller uh, played pretty well last year. I like him. Uh, mm-hmm. George Alexander – Otto Kanati can kind of move around if he wants to play small forward. Um, Micah, I mean, they, they, they have some options. It's not like, um, yeah, it's not like they're void of that, but it's like, okay, how can he figure out the right lineup um, to get the most out of it? He doesn't have the star power that he used to, but he's got some solid players, and, you know, some of these guys are going to have to take some big steps. Yeah, it's tough to, uh, to fill a void that large left by a guy like Ingram. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been in that situation before where you lose a guy, you know, that does so much for you and it's tough, but you just have to regroup and, you know, he has the pieces to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Waterloo's uh, a tough out. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just this, this turn is just loaded with teams like this, mm-hmm. you know, versatile guys that, you know, you know, you know, they can do whatever they want to basically. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the, the, the key for him will be figuring out what's, what's my best, most optimal lineup and what can, what can bring the most out of him, and who's going to step up in the place of, you know, Ingram and Cruz, you know, it's, it's one thing to be able to play and kind of, uh, take it easy or it's, it's one thing to be a role player around guys like Ingram and Cruz. It's another thing when it's like, okay, someone's going to have to score the ball other than Dan. It can't just be Daniels, you know. Um, yeah. Kennedy's 8.1 points a game. That's not going to cut it this year. You know, he's going to have to take a step up. And, you know, I'm I'm interested to see if he's ready for that, you know. Well, I mean, they got a squad. Yeah. William Daniels can ball. He can fill it up. Yep. Um, and, you know, from the point guard position. Uh, so, like I said, I, I really like this team. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is uh, one of those squads you might want to watch out for. Great. Well, let's look at the next team. Let's look at Boise, the Potato Sacks, coached by D. Caruso, 95. Um, he brought in the 106-72 class, replacing the 56-57 class. Um, you know, you lose a guy like Zachary Coleman playing power forward. Colin Jenkins scoring uh, 19.6 points per game for him. Uh, yeah, they last year they made the PTT, you know, probably didn't have the season they wanted, but he has some talent there, you know, and he brings back Joshua Stagel. He's there. He's there all everything. And I feel like it's a theme of having great point guards in this group so far, at least. Um, and uh, with William Daniels on Waterloo and stuff. But you mm-hmm. look at 
you look at their incoming class, none of them are great scorers. David Russell had a plus 6.1 plus minus, and Jeremy Farrell played, had a plus 5.9 uh, plus minus. I like Farrell. I mean, as an undersized power forward, getting 9 and 9, 3.8 assists, 1.3 blocks, only one turnover. Um, but, you know, none of these guys are going to help them with scoring and you know that they they lost uh, their their leading score from last year. So Stagel have to step up. Um, potentially uh, Grabber is going to have to step up. Um, he's got a team, you know. But uh, yeah, again, you know, there's always holes to fill, and he's got to figure it out. Oh uh, yeah, he'll have to, it'll be interesting to see. You know, that's why you know a lot of these teams. I want to see the the first week lineup. I mean, there's there's been so much change and. You know, guys leaving and bringing in new guys. You don't really know exactly what these guys are thinking as far as the lineups are concerned. But, I mean, you know, the solid team. If it's that they got, you know, another one of these teams that has a lot of different options. Yeah. You know, I think it's pretty cut and dry, like Montez James. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're looking at him. He's going to be their starting center. Yeah. Uh, you know, after that, I mean, you know, Zachary Coleman. Is he the guy at power forward? Uh, yeah. You know, and then we got the, the freshman here who is this uh, Nathan Jones, who looks to be a pretty good player. You know, you could slide him into small forward maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and talent-wise, this group's wide open. I mean, they yeah. – they, but they – these guys play a really tough uh, out-of-conference schedule, you know, with both Rockford and Clearwater um, in their out-of-conference uh so Clearwater's yeah. not going to be what they were last year, but I mean they're still a solid team, and you still got to watch out for them. They still got they still got a lot of um, a lot of talent coming back, and um, they picked up Jeremiah Mitchum, which is huge for them. So uh, and then Rocker yeah. brought Boise had to figure it out pretty quick because yeah, you know there's no there's really no uh, cakewalks in this tournament. That's for sure. So definitely got to bring it every week. Yeah, so let's move on to Mobile. Um, so Mobile brought in uh, the 222-217 class, replacing the 118-74 class. And that's just, that's tough. They lost their point guard, um, Joshua Hickman, um, and their backup small forward. And they didn't, I mean, you know, Dakota Harville has, you know, he, he scored 16.4 points per game, but there's nothing special about these guys. And, you know, they had a low ranking. So um, I was talking to coach uh, Jimmy Neutron. He was saying that one of his recruits actually fell to him. So he's wondering if uh, Crown might've forgot to put uh, scholarships on his guys or something like that. Uh, oh, which would be unfortunate. I know he had the SATs yeah. coming up this weekend. So, um, I'm sure hopefully he did better in that than he did on this, uh, this class. It, it's a bummer, Man, you know, that's tough. That's tough right there. Yeah. You know, I think we've all been on the wrong end of one of these, you know, bad recruiting cycles. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's tough, but I mean, it's not, it's something you can come back from, you know, if they're, if they're terrible, you can put two of them on your knee. Yeah. You and- know, so and you know, it's not that bad. Yeah, yeah, it's tough, but you know, they still have Julian Moore, you know, and 
Julian right. Moore is their guy, and he took him to the Sweet or he, uh, sorry, he did not take him to the Sweet Sixteen last year. He lost in the first round of the NTT, but you know he he's going to provide some some stuff for them, and they bring back four starters, you know, so just uh, figuring out that fifth starter and uh, what works best for these guys. Um, Julian Moore is going to get all the shots he wants, though, man. I mean, last year scored 22.3 points a game. I expect that to go up this year. Well, they didn't lose a lot. No. I mean, that's the good news. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so they have a lot of guys coming back. Yeah. You know, so, I mean. Yeah. So, Julian had a down year in comparison to his freshman year where he won league player of the year, league freshman of the year. So, um, I don't know, you, you like him to bounce back a little more this year? Well, I mean, he's a stud. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, wow. Just seeing that 28 points per game his freshman year. So, yeah, yeah I mean, this guy is one of those dudes that can carry a team. Yeah, imagine having a sure. down year and still getting third team all league. That's incredible. Yeah, wow, I know. That's insane. So they have that going for him. Yeah, which is nice. I mean, so you know, everything just needs to flow through him. Yeah. That's just the way it is. You just have to go heavy. Give him as many touches as you can. For sure. Definitely. So um looking at this group, who do you like to come out on top? You know what? I'm going to go with Seattle. Yeah? Yeah, why do you like Seattle? Oh, man, they're just – I think they're the best team in this this region. Yeah. They just, you know, with what they got coming back, you know, the the guys they brought in, just looking at them, I I felt like, you know – and maybe because we have a little bit of familiarity with that team. We played them in the tournament last year as well. Yeah. Uh, But plus, got a great coach there. Mm-hmm. Got a lot to work with, I think. So, yeah, I'm picking Seattle. I like Bradley Battle. Yeah. You know, adding that guy, bringing him in, yeah, he's he's something else, man. For sure. For sure. I feel like Perkins, like I said, fits well in the um, power forward spot. And Battle, I think Battle could be a decent uh, point guard if he's given the opportunity. So, I guess we'll see. Um, I like Waterloo. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it could be for sure. I'm going to take Waterloo in this one. Um, they kind of got, uh, I mean, yeah, uh, you know, both teams Both teams are good. I think it's going to come down to that final game of Waterloo versus Seattle. Um, Waterloo does lose their two uh, studs, but, you know, it's not like they brought in a – they brought in a decent class. And, yeah, you know, you they still, got a good team. Yeah, and you still have William Daniels, so he's going to be – He's going to be the guy carrying them, I think. So I'll be, I'm excited to see how they do, but I'm going to take Waterloo. Who are uh, some of the players you'd like to watch in this group? Oh, well, we were just talking about them. Yeah. Um, and was it in uh, Mobile? Mm hmm. Uh, Palm. Sorry. And I, I got a Julian I got sidetrack or, there. Julian, Julian Moore. Moore. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize like what a stud that kid was. And yeah. I think he's he's probably the best player in this whole uh, in this whole group. So yeah, he might be the best. Definitely him. He might have a shot at um, player of the tournament. You know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and Bradley Battle, another one. I really like that kid. I like guys that 
you know, he's one of those guys that I think has position flexibility. You could play him one through three easily mm-hmm. and he could do his thing, you know. Uh, so that's, those are the two guys I'll be looking at the most. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Those are definitely, you know, um, I'll also say uh, you got William Daniels um, out of Waterloo and uh, yeah, William Daniels out of Waterloo. You have um, oh, and I didn't mention Matthew Taylor from yeah. Seattle. Mm-hmm. It was another guy that I wanted to mention. Absolute stud. Another reason why I like Seattle because, you know, yeah. having a big man like that really makes a huge difference. Josh and, was, you know, he, yeah. he had a down year last year, so down year, down from his freshman year. So, you know, he bounced back. I mean, these guys averaging – he's capable of going 30 a game, looks like. Yeah, for sure. Um you also got uh, Joshua Stagel and Montez James. Montez James isn't the big scorer um, that some of the other guys are, but he's a he's a solid player that um, that does everything right. Plays defense, passes it, rebounds. Um, he's the center you like to have on your team, so I like him too. Um, so should be a good group. I'm excited to see how it's it plays a sneaky out. good group. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Coach. Um, yeah, any closing thoughts? Oh, no, man. I'm just looking forward to uh, Monday. You know, I got yeah. a lot of work to do. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Well, good luck, and uh, we will talk to you later. All right, Coach. Appreciate it.